Hello from the members of First United Methodist Church in Royce City. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you find it meaningful and relevant. You're invited to join us for worship anytime, and you can learn more about our worship options, location, and small group opportunities by visiting our website, fumcroycecity.org. Today, we hear from our pastor, Reverend Chris Everson. May God bless you as you listen to His Word proclaimed. Holy Spirit, come and fill us. Lord, we know that there's just a lot of distractions that are out there. And we just pray that as we come to this time in our service, we ask that you just allow the distractions to go away. Help people not to focus on me, but God, help all of our focus to be on you and the life that you give us. So, Lord, we ask that you let the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Well, today we are starting our uh, second sermon in our The Next Right Thing series. And, and the whole purpose of this series is that, you know, life, life is busy. You know, it, it doesn't matter what you do, where you go, uh, what things are on your task list. At least for me, it seems like life just keeps speeding up faster and faster and faster. And, and if I had hair, I would pull it out and say, stop. But I don't, so I just yell, stop. And my hope and prayer is that over these next, the last week and the next two weeks, that I give you something that you can hold on to, to, to maybe let your next step or the next thing you do be a way for you to grow closer to God and closer in your relationship with him and, and with one another. Our scripture for this morning, I have two scriptures, uh, one coming from the Psalms and one coming from the book of Isaiah. Psalm 46.10 says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. And then Isaiah 30:15 says, "This is what the sovereign Lord, the Holy One of Israel says, in repentance and rest is your salvation. In quietness and trust is your strength, but you would have none of it. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You know, when I uh, first started in youth ministry man, over, man, 15 plus years ago, I uh, got a job in, in Colleyville, uh, Texas at First United Methodist Church in Colleyville, and I was the assistant youth director and also the, the music leader for children and youth. And I remember one of the activities, we took the youth on a retreat and we were standing out alongside of the lake of the camp that we were in. And I walked up and stood in front of the youth and just stood there. And I let the silence just engulf us in that moment. And in the midst of that silence, there was some chuckling, there was some laughing. 
that I just responded to with a quick And as we stood there in that silence, I asked the youth, what did you hear? And I got back a whole bunch of great answers, you know, from, from, from the animals uh, howling or, or the insects chirping or heard the water rushing in the lake. They heard breathing. They heard other noises that I don't want to mention during a sermon. But um, they, they heard all of these things, and, and it just surprised them that all of this was going on around them when normally we have a tendency to miss all of those wonderful things. See, I think there's a, a something connected between the amount of noise that is in our life and our inability to hear God. Silence is scary. Silence is scary because it gives us an opportunity to to hear our inner thoughts. It gives us the opportunity to allow ourselves to actually be heard when we normally take the opportunity to blast noise and distraction and you name it over what's going on deep inside of us. And I think what's really going on deep inside of us that we fail to miss is this desire to connect with our Savior. You know, the EPA released a, a, a survey that said 183 million people are regularly exposed to noise levels labeled as excessive. That's a lot of people. And I bet you a lot of us in this room have been in places where we have had this noise just, just pounding in on us, and we just want to stop and take a breath. Sometimes we feel distant. And we want God's voice to be louder in our lives, but we allow the noise to take over and keep us from hearing what God is calling us to do. There's a gentleman by the name of Bernie Krause. He is an American musician, and he is a soundscape ecologist. And in 1968, he founded an organization called Wild Sanctuary. And what they did as an organization that they were dedicated to the recording and archiving of natural soundscapes, which was a very interesting job. I tried to look up and listen to some of the things that, that he recorded, and it's really beautiful. But see, in 1968, it took... One, for to get one hour of natural sound, it took him about 15 hours of recording time. But today, in order to get that same one hour of natural sound, it takes over 2,000 hours of recording time. It's because the world is full of noise. The world is full of distractions, even in nature, even where you would think that it's just so pristine and so quiet. The world has gotten so loud that it's hard to even record an hour worth of of nature, an hour worth of of sound to, to relax yourself. 
he has this one recording of a uh, forest area, one that was before there was some select uh, chopping down of trees, and, and it was full of life, full of energy, and then later he went back after there was some select uh, forestation where they cut down a bunch of trees, and the sound was so different because of what was taken and how we have allowed noise and distraction to, to just take away that moment of silence and stillness. See, if you're like me, you find it's hard to take time to be silent. There's too much to do. There, there's busyness all around us, or we're, we're scared to be silent. We're scared because we don't know exactly what will occur when we take the time to stop. It reminds me of a story in Scripture in uh, the book of First Kings with Elijah. And Elijah, he has this monumentous battle against the prophets of Baal. You may have heard this story where they go up to Mount Carmel and they have a battle to see which God is greater, the, the God Baal or, or the one true God. And, and Elijah ends up winning the battle, to give you the, the Cliff Notes version of it, and that made uh, the queen pretty upset at him, and she threatened to kill Elijah. So Elijah decides to take off, and he starts running. And he, he starts running to a place where he can feel safe, a place where there was a lot of activity, where there was a lot of noise, a lot of things happen. He ran down to Mount Horeb, which another name for Mount Horeb is Mount Sinai, where, where Moses was given the Ten Commandments. And, and the reason why that he wanted to go to Mount Horeb was because he wanted to be back in God's presence. He wanted to experience God the exact same way that the ancient Israelites experienced God so many years ahead. So Elijah returns to Mount Horeb, and, and, and he wants to listen from God, and God said, you just go out here, and, and I will come and speak to you. And while he is standing out there, there's, there's a big earthquake there's, there's lightning, there's fire, all of this loud cacophony of noise all around him. But God was not in the midst of any of that. And then suddenly there was this quiet. I love how one translation writes, it was thin. It was, it was quiet. It, it was so still. And it was in the midst of that stillness that Elijah was able to hear God speak. My friends, I think we clamor for that in our own lives. We clamor for, for silence and we clamor for stillness because we want to hear God speak to us. See, Jesus had that problem too. Jesus had all of these people coming towards him and, and asking him for healing, asking him for teaching, asking him for directions. And we know throughout Scripture, throughout the Gospels, we hear, especially in, in Luke chapter 5, verse 16, Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and he prayed. 
See, he withdrew knowing that he had to take time to stop, to, to unplug, to, uh, to keep things from barraging him and, and, and making him just nauseated by all of the activity, all of the noise. And we need to do that too. It's so funny how things happen during the week while I'm uh, planning for uh, my message on Sunday morning. And actually this morning I was doing my morning reading and I was doing a study by Rick Warren. And Rick Warren was talking about Susanna Wesley, who is the mother of John Wesley, who is the founder of the Methodist movement. And, And Susanna Wesley would take time to be still and be quiet so she could hear God, and that's one of the reasons why John was uh, so in tune with God speaking is because he saw the example that his mother set for him. And, and the way that she would do that in the middle of the afternoon, she, w- she would sit in her rocking chair and she would take a, a blanket and she would drape it over her. And she would sit there for an hour with that blanket draped over her head and, and all of her kids, her 18 kids, knew that if they messed with mama during this hour, they would be in trouble. So moms, dads, I might give you a little bit of a hint. You know, just but see, Suzanne knew that it was important that she took time to hear from God. She knew that it was important to, to take time to unplug, to allow God to speak into her life. We use noise to numb us. I know I do that all the time. I'll, I'll, I'll turn on the radio while I'm driving. I'll, I'll turn on the TV, and I don't care what's on as long as I have this noise. It keeps me from actually having to feel. To feel. It keeps me actually stopping from thinking. It keeps me away from the thoughts that I believe God wants me to think. See, when we are silent, it opens it up, opens us up to Jesus. When we are silent, it brings balance back into our lives. It allows us to stop, which is okay to stop, and allows us the opportunity to breathe. So how do we do this? How do we achieve this, this practice of, of, of acting or, or keeping silence in our lives? Well, first... We have to schedule silence. You have to schedule it. You have to take a moment and say, at this time, I am just going to stop. And I'm not going to do anything. I'm I'm not trying to meditate. I'm not trying to to think thoughts about God. I am just trying to stop, and God will meet us in that moment. We also have to have a place. You know, for me, I, I, I try to schedule time at the very beginning of the morning. I'll, I'll go into the kitchen. I'll, I'll pull out all of our cat bowls that have cat food in it. I'll lay it out in the kitchen, and I'll just sit at the kitchen table. The cats can take care of themselves. They don't need me to do anything for them. But I sit there at the table, and I allow the silence of the morning to, to greet me, to, to welcome me. And then after I get done with that, that's whenever I start my Bible readings for this morning or, or, or for my prayers. Another way, great way to help you do this is to set a timer. 
when I first started to try to, to spend moment in silence, I would just sit there and I would get so frustrated because I'll go, well, I'm sure it's time. Look at my clock, no. I think it's time now. No, that's not it. And I would get distracted because I was so busy worried about what time it was that I would not let myself unplug. And then you need to relax. You just need to stop and relax and allow God's presence to, to move in you while you are being silent. So I thought it would be appropriate. I got my phone here. You normally don't bring my phone to the sanctuary. We're going to practice silence. And I, I'm going to make it a little easier. I'm going to ask Richard to play some what we like to call Holy Spirit music. So Richard is going to come and play. And I'm going to have my uh, stopwatch on. And we're going to go 30 minutes. No, just kidding. <laughs> we're all going to go a minute. And for some of us, a minute is going to seem like an eternity. And some of us, a minute will be like, wow, that's it? But my hope and my prayer is that during this minute, that you just let everything go. Just allow the presence of Jesus to, to fill you. I won't, I won't be talking during the minute, but allow the presence of Jesus to fill you, to allow you to rest and be in God's presence. So we will start as we close our eyes, as we rest our souls now. Let us pray. Oh God, help us to look at our schedule. Does our schedule and our time look like that of a person who wants to hear your voice? Or does our schedule or our time look at like somebody who is extremely busy? Who doesn't want to al allow the calm and the peace to rest in our souls. Lord, we know that the urgent burst into the room, those things that demand our attention are demanding, but the quiet times, the sometimes more important things whisper to us, and they are steady, and they are waiting. So Lord, help us to 
drown out those things. The louder sounds that, that call for us our calls for our attention every day of the week. Help us to schedule time just to rest and to be in your presence. Lord, we thank you for your spirit and we thank you for your guiding. And we ask that as we come to your presence, that you fill us and use us. And so we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen.